the Youthscape podcast, the podcast for Christians who work with young people. Another edition of the Youthscape podcast with me, Martin Saunders, and my friend, colleague, long-term collaborator, Rachel Gardner. I say only nice things about you, Rachel. <laughs> to my face, I have heard otherwise behind my back. Wow. But there is no tension here, no toxicity. We are good friends, and we are very excited to be back for this second season of the Youthscape podcast. Yes, the first season was very long. Extremely long. It was probably the longest Blatantly season long. of anything ever. <laughs> But yeah, no, so we're really excited to be back here. We uh, are talking for uh, the next few weeks uh, as we continue this season on youth youth work in the new normal um, to some brilliant friends and colleagues in the youth ministry community uh, about what it means to do youth work at this unprecedented time. That's the first time I've said unprecedented this series. Put some money in the jar. Yeah, I should really. Imagine if we had an unprecedented jar. And new normal. In the middle. It would have been awesome. (laughs) So, so yeah, today we're going to be looking at uh, a, an aspect of this which really started to, um, uh, very quickly we mm. really started to realise that this was a, a big part of this story and that is the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on our mental health but particularly on the mental health and emotional well-being of the young people we serve. Mm. And I think pretty soon we realised that this was beginning to have a, an as- a, you know, a serious effect on them, but that it, long-term effects might be even more serious. And of course, you know, we're, I don't know how many months now into COVID, young people are going to be processing this for a very long time to come. Yes. Even if they find a magic vaccine tomorrow, mm-hmm. the impact on this, we don't fully even understand. And what young people really need in us Sometimes the youth youth workers are going to be the people, the adults who invest most in them, mm. is someone to walk that journey with them with understanding. And so uh, this episode enables us to open that conversation up a little bit more and to bring in a couple of voices that you're going to love who are going to help us to do that. The interesting thing, I think, as we were even planning this episode was thinking at the same time as we have that parallel kind of the juggernaut of a global pandemic and lockdown like that none of us could be prepared for. And as you rightly say, we still don't really know the immediate impact on the mental health of young people, let alone the long term. Um, But at the same time during lockdown, we've identified a few big things in the sort of the cultural narrative that have had a huge impact on young people's sense of identity, their worth, their value their place in the world and um, thinking about black lives matter and the, the merger of george floyd we're thinking about some of the programs that we've sort of talked about and blogged about like too hot to handle and, and of course um sort of over late summer the live stream suicide on facebook that was then sliced and, and and put on tiktok and just the impact for young people who are struggling with suicide ideation or just you know just feeling the big questions of who am i and then suddenly they're having to navigate negotiate a huge national conversation about teenage suicide. And so really where we wanted to start really with this podcast today was not necessarily talking about the impact of COVID, but talking about the impact of things like the live stream suicide on TikTok. And, and, and while we're sort of as youth workers processing a global pandemic, also not taking our eye off the ball yeah. of stuff that is rapidly changing in culture and I think that's been interesting for you and I as we did our podcast over lockdown was this parallel track wasn't it yeah youth culture doesn't stop stop. for COVID (laughs) 
it's just dramatically, you know, uh, dynamically actually. affected by it. Yeah. And so young people have, like every genera- generation of young people before them, been processing these new waves of kind of cultural news mm-hmm. that have popped up. You know, every generation has had to do that. But they've had to do that whilst also mm. going through COVID-19, which is, you know, no one has ever seen no. anything like it. And then he said the word again. Absolutely. But, but I think you're absolutely right because the backdrop of COVID-19 has given these things like Black Lives Matter movement um, and you know, the TikTok suicide um, a kind of a, a nuanced social meaning. So mm. not only are we responding to these as isolated, important moments, but that they, they kind of help us reflect on COVID in a different way. And maybe they've become more prominent because of COVID. Well, yeah, there's, the, Black Lives Matter is yeah, a great absolutely. example. Yeah. Uh, that there's definitely something in the fact that everybody was trapped in their home mm. looking at much more media and social media, more, much more time when this happened. Mm. It just meant the whole thing was catalyzed in a completely different way because there have been, tragically, yes. many other George Floyds. Yes. And there's never quite been the response that there was to his death. Yes. And so, um, so, so yeah, you're absolutely right. It's the it's the interplay between culture and COVID mm. that is going to be our starting point for this conversation today. And I'm really excited because the, the guest that we have first is a 17-year-old um, young person, Neve, um, And actually, she's one of the young people in the youth group that I um, volunteer at where she's one of my uh, sounding boards. So w- when something happens in culture, we often have young people that were like, actually, they, they have quite an interesting way of, of seeing this mm. and engaging with this. And I began to chat with her about what's happened on TikTok. And she was incredibly insightful. I learned loads and thought, let's share this wider. So we asked Neve. Just to open the lid a little bit on what is happening in the social media app TikTok and, and the impact that she sees it having on young people's mental health. TikTok has come to people's attention because of the live stream suicide. Um, And even though it's an app that's been around for a while now, lots of us, me included, still don't really know what it is and how young people interact with it. Neve, can you tell us a bit about TikTok and maybe how you use it? So um, TikTok was the most downloaded app of 2019. So it's very, very popular. But the thing is, it's like algorithm, how it works is still very mysterious. The basic premise of how the app works is that you can either have a private account or a public account. And if you have a public account, then anyone across the world can see your content. And TikTok, the algorithm, people still don't understand how it exactly works, but the algorithm chooses which videos get put on the For You page. The way the app is designed is like, a for you page and a following page, but not many people spend much time on the following page. So, so for you then, how, how does that work out for you? So, so tell us a little bit how you interact with TikTok to give us an idea of how these algorithms work. So for example, when you first download the app, the videos won't be massively suggested to you, but it depends what you interact with most or what you search for. So for me, for example, I like cooking, I like baking. There's a lot of recipes that come up on my for you page. I also like fashion things and also there's a whole christian side of tiktok so a lot of christian tiktoks come up on my few page as well 
And so because you you love those things, do you find that what comes your way is stuff that you enjoy engaging with? I mean, how how does that work out in reality? I mean, I'm I'm quite everybody knows I love Twitter. I'm all over Twitter and I can have quite a control over what I view. Is is that similar with TikTok that you can kind of control what comes up on your view page through it's, what you like? Yeah. Sadly, it doesn't work like that. You can just follow people and just look at your following page. You can choose to do that, but not many people do that because the few page is endless and most of the content on there is entertaining and it's directed towards you. But where it becomes kind of worrying or not exactly what I'd be looking for is in the sense that, for example, like I said, that I have a lot of recipes and stuff and fashion and the TikTok algorithm seems to merge those two completely separate genres to the genre of like weight loss. So I get a lot of weight loss videos directed at me, which I've never searched for, I've never wanted to interact with, but that is just what is being pushed towards me. And I assume there are so many people in similar situations. Now, um, I'm just gonna be the grandpa of the group and ask you to just start a little further back, Neve. <laughs> so imagine I've never used TikTok. I have downloaded it, but I honestly have no idea what, what it was and I just turned it off again. <laughs> so just explain for people who haven't used it, what what it is and it's so it's different to uh things like instagram and snapchat and things like that so so how does it actually uh, come across when you open it when you open the app so if you go along you follow creators and stuff like that and then you have a following page which you can go on but the interesting thing is unlike other social medias it's completely video and the videos start as soon as you scroll so as soon as you like press on the video you don't have to do anything to initiate the video which is why it's so easy to keep watching and also you can't see the time while you're on the app. It takes up the entire of your screen, so you can't see what time it is and how long you're taking on the app. So there's no stopping queue. There's nothing telling you to stop and move on with your life. You're just no, into an endless cycle of 15-second videos. Yep, and now they've, over summer, they extended it, so it's up to 60-second videos now as well. Oh, wow. And they don't tell you how long the video is going to be when you start watching it. So it's interesting in that sense. Very interesting. And so people make content specifically for TikTok. It's not like they take things they've made for other things and, and they put them on TikTok. People are shooting these videos for TikTok. And, you know, what? give it just a sort of a flavor of the different kinds of things that people put on there. Yeah, well, TikTok is so unique. Um, you basically, you can't take content that you've put on something else and put it out on TikTok because it just won't do well. Um, I mean, that's why a lot of branded TikToks like don't do well at all. Sponsorships and things like that don't do particularly well on the app. Um, so most of the content is generally just what people enjoy. There's lots of like tutorials of like how I make this or how I do this and things like that. And there's a lot of comedy as well. It's generally entertaining. So we were having a little chat, weren't we, off air about um, cats and pets. And I was just really intrigued, yeah. Martin, that in a social media app that largely is aimed at under 25-year-olds, still pets being funny is still very popular. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Neve, isn't it? But you, you were saying to me that the, the interesting thing about TikTok is how quickly people can get sort of mega stardom through creating a little film. And you have no idea if it's going to go viral. But suddenly, it's not the social media influencers necessarily that get thousands and millions of likes. It could just be a random a young person who just does something quite funny so talk to us a little bit about that because that's a kind of a new concept we understand the idea of social media influencers getting a lot of views but but there's something new for young people that is a real draw for them on tiktok isn't it about this kind of platform 
Yeah, literally anyone can go viral overnight on TikTok because the way it works, it promotes videos no matter how many followers you already have. So you're not more likely to have things promoted if you're already famous or not. For example, for me, I know it's not a lot in the grand scheme of TikTok, but I had one video that over the course of like less than a week got 30,000 views and I didn't put that much effort into it. It was just like a joke and kind of directed towards me and my friends. But over the course of a week, got 30,000 views. And like that's through me putting no effort in at all. So Neve, people can just, very easily blow up. Just be really honest. How did, how did that feel? That, that week where you were like, I've got 6,000, I've got 10,000, I've got 30,000 likes. What did that do to your brain? I mean, in all honesty, it does make you go, wow, like maybe I should, you know, carry on doing this. I mean, I do have a TikTok where like, I'm also part of a group, like a joint TikTok group that's for Christians in the UK. And um, so it is good to know that you're having people engage with your content. It really is. But I've seen, and luckily it hasn't really happened to me, but I've seen people go through, like go down the rabbit hole of constantly searching to get more views and more likes. And that's where scandal becomes a massive thing. So everything on the app that like gets promoted really far is usually quite scandalous. It's usually things that like cause an outrage or cause people to absolutely love it. And that's what gets like high interaction. You talked a bit about Christian TikTok, which in my view is like, feels like a separate app, but actually it's just about Christians engaging online. So, so what is the interplay between sort of Christian TikTok and scandal? Like what is the Christian voice on TikTok? Is, is, it, is it a helpful place for people to share their faith? Is it, is it scandalous? Like what, what is the Christian TikTok that works? What, what gets the likes? In all honesty, I think it's a balance between the two. Um, that is some incredible like stories and testimonies of people coming to Jesus through Christian TikTok. But at the same time, it can very easily, like basically people can't have a nuanced perspective in a 60 second video. Everything is black and white, which means that as soon as people start talking about theology or they start talking about the end of the world and things like that, it becomes scary fast. And I personally, I've had younger girls, especially DMing me saying like, I saw this video and now I'm having panic attacks about the world ending and things like that it very quickly becomes quite intense on Christian TikTok. So um, we are starting to understand a bit more about what screen time and social media uh, does to our brains. And there's a lot of concern, particularly around what it does to young people's brains and emotional well-being, mental health. Um, what, do you, what do you think youth leaders need to know about TikTok's potential to affect mental health? I think the main thing that is like the most damaging thing about TikTok, people talk about the data and the security concerns and things like that. But I think the most imminent danger is how easily people can become radicalized to one side or another. So when you're having videos coming up on your For You page, it's because you will interact with those videos. You can never hear anyone else's perspective on a subject. And it can very easily get people down all kinds of routes. And like that is through a whole spectrum of things. Um, I know someone personally who does a lot of politics, is very into politics and therefore has a lot of really, really intense far right things coming up on their For You page, which makes them feel uncomfortable. But the way that the app works, and I think what youth leaders need to be informing young people about is that if you comment on a video you don't like, saying that you don't like the video, you're then more likely to have videos like that and by that creator come up on your feed. So 
the main thing you can do is there's a button to say not interested in this and TikTok will learn from that and show you less of that, which I think is brilliant. That's really helpful. Really helpful. It's terrifying as well, actually, isn't yeah. it? I mean, it's, and I think just hearing just how articulate you are on this, Neve, I think it's just, it's such a wake up call to, to culture is moving on rapidly. Technology is kind of leaps and bounds, isn't it? And, and I, I kind of sometimes, I mix all social media apps and I, I kind of conflate them all together. I kind of think, well, there's, internet world and then there's real life and I think that's partly because of my age and because of how I operate life but I think understanding and listening to young people's experiences of the latest thing is so powerful isn't it to understand how it is shaping us Neve, thank you so much that was so informative you are fabulous We're going to hear from Dr. Kate Middleton, long-term close friend of Youthscape. And really excitingly, she's been uh, leading with us on a project that we've developed with Mind and Soul Foundation called Be Headstrong, which is a brand new platform for young people where they can access brilliant advice, support, solidarity, care, um, around issues around mental health and emotional resilience. So this is what Kate has to say. Well, pandemic life has been a really interesting challenge for all of us. And it really has been a unique season in terms of the way that it's changed literally everything. And for young people, there are pros and cons to their age and the stage that they're at in life. Because when you're a teenager, your brain is doing a lot of restructuring and changing anyway. And some of your foundations that you're building, the things that you understand about the way that life and the world works, they're still forming. Us as, as adults, we formed those solid concepts. There are rules that we believe life should go according to. And in some ways, this time has been more challenging, therefore, to those of us who've been living by those rules for decades and have suddenly found them all thrown out of the window. In some ways, young people are in an enviable position because everything is still up for grabs. So, so they're quite flexible. You say to them, actually, life has changed and now it doesn't look like this. They're, they are a bit more able to say, well, OK, let's, let's do it a new way. But in another sense, what they're finding really hard in this moment is the uncertainty because their brain is trying to form solid, dependable rules that they can live by. And actually right now, that's almost impossible because the minute you think you've settled on one, it changes. So what young people are having to manage is a season of continued uncertainty, particular challenges around people's perceptions of them as a people group, and even particularly right now, some really unhelpful scapegoating. They're feeling quite threatened by some of the messages they're getting from the adult spaces around them. And then also, honestly, just seeing some of the adults in their life pushed to the limit in ways that they've probably never seen them before so they're having to manage the actions and reactions of their adults their parents their teachers their youth leaders people who would normally have been relatively calm and stable human beings who are also facing a season that's really tough and that's difficult because one of the core beliefs that you have that takes you through the childhood and early teenage years that helps is the belief that basically those adults in in control of bits of your world can control and keep everything okay and so to hit a season where actually I, as a mum, there's not much I can do about a lot of the changes that are impacting my kids and my teenager. For teachers, they're in the same position. Youth leaders are in the same position. And that's actually quite hard for them to process and understand. 
Now, as youth leaders, um, we, we potentially have quite an important role to play in the lives of young people, journeying mm. with them, befriending them, helping them to navigate these completely new uncertain times. And one of the ways that we're seeking to resource this um, is uh, Youthscape and the Mind and Soul Foundation. Um, and you, you, by the way, seem to sit across both of those things now, um, uh, have launched uh, a brand new resource for youth leaders and it is spectacular and really the reason we've asked you to come on to the the podcast today is to tell us all about it so what is headstrong kate well i am super glad to have the opportunity to come and tell you all about it because i want to tell everyone all about it so headstrong is this awesome new project that we've been able to resource and fund partly due to the response and reaction to pandemic life and it is an online space for young people to go to where we are talking about the challenges of what real life looks like and real faith in this real world crazy moment and right now life is particularly challenging but it's always been a space where there are difficulties where there are questions where there are things that teenagers need to figure out so even in normal life we'd want to equip them and resource them with some good reliable information about what it means to do life well and manage the challenges of emotional well-being and how to thrive when life feels crazy but right now in this pandemic season it is particularly crazy so we there is a really powerful need for that stuff so it's brilliant to be able to create this space we've got an awesome set of contributors from all kinds of different backgrounds and perspectives and denominations and age groups all inputting their best stuff there we've got teenagers and young people sharing their own thoughts and experiences it's awesome and as part of launching Headstrong, we have got this resource which Youthscape are providing from their website, which uh, youth leaders, if you want to run an evening, helping your young people to talk about, share about, and get some good information on how to manage the challenges of this season, then you can do that using this resource. We've given you everything you need to run the evening session. It's brilliant. And if um, if people want to give you know, a, a web link, a resource straight away to young people. They can do that now. It's live. Um, the web address is? Beheadstrong.uk. Beheadstrong.uk. And when you get there, you've got this brilliant brand new um, website, which is designed really, it's actually the first website I've ever seen that looks like this. But if if you look at it on a laptop screen, it's it's actually, you can tell it's actually been designed use on phones hasn't it i mean that's quite innovative in itself yeah and part of the vision of this is that we want to catch those moments when young people have they've got some empty space in there what we know i mean i do it too but they pick up their phones and they're they're browsing they're looking at stuff they're on social media maybe they're in spaces that aren't always going to give them the best information the most supportive the good stuff to help them feel better sometimes they're going to encounter stuff that makes them feel worse or is some not great information and we want to give them somewhere they can go in those moments where they can really trust and rely on what they're reading so headstrong is designed to be viewed on a mobile if you've picked up your laptop or your ipad and dialed it up well uh-uh, that may be the first sign that you are not the target audience 
because you've picked it up and you're trying to use it on the wrong device, you'll see it appears in this little narrow window. On a phone, it's that you're, you can um, move up and down through the content, and there are different categories of content on the site. There are stories from people sharing how they've overcome challenging times in life. There's a space young people can ask their own questions and get them answered. Um, there's information, which may be videos, it may be articles, top tips, all that kind of thing. And then... Really importantly, there's this section which we've called fun stuff. And what that's about is just recognizing one of the biggest challenges of the teenage years is learning how to moderate your own mood. Like, how do you deal with those moments when you just feel rubbish, when the day is thrown really difficult stuff at you and you feel flat or low or depressed or anxious? And so fun stuff is about how to distract yourself, how to have fun, how to get some easy laughs, how to, how to get yourself smiling again and how to deal with those moments. So that's another category of stuff that we've got on the site one of the things that's really extraordinary and strikes you as soon as you visit uh beheadstrong.uk is um is just how much content there is on there so for a brand new resource it's extraordinary that it as you scroll through there's just more and more videos there's more and more articles there's just there's so much stuff on there um, which is a remarkable achievement for you and the team to have pulled off in quite a short space of time because it's super relevant, super up to the minute. But um, but what's your what's your hope for young people as they encounter this stuff uh, at beheadstrong.uk? So the, the vision for Headstrong is something that's been bubbling away for ages. And it just in that beautiful, God-ordained way, it turned out that there were several of us carrying a similar sort of vision that, that, that were brought together and, and then given the resources to make it real, which has just been amazing. And it feels like a real privilege, almost an indulgence, to be able to do something that we've wanted to do for a long time. But the vision is about telling a better story about and over this generation of young people so they hear so much negativity and and that was before lockdown now in lockdown even more so they're being called the coronavirus generation the lost generation they're being told how unwell they are how they're struggling with this and they're never going to get jobs and their mental health is rubbish and and we want to say actually we don't believe that about this generation we think they are awesome we know there are some challenges this is a tough time to be a teenager to be a young person but we know that just as they are inevitably finding some of those things difficult they have amazing vision flexibility hope they have great ideas we believe they have the potential to bring better things to this world and create a better future so we want to speak that over them but also equip them with like how on earth do you do life in this challenging season what does it mean to not just survive life in 2020 2021 whatever the coming years are going to bring but to actually thrive in spite of whatever madness comes next so we want to talk really honestly about what it looks like to be grown up, to, to face the highs and lows of life and, and what reaching your potential really looks like. What does success really look like? You know, because it sure ain't perfection. It sure ain't superhuman. So we want to create a space where we can have those really honest conversations with young people to release all the amazing things that they're carrying. So that's it for another edition of the Youthscape podcast. Uh, Rachel and I will be back uh, next week with more in this season on youth work in the new normal. We hope you've enjoyed it. Remember, you can get in touch with us. 
podcast at youthscape.co.uk. And remember, you can always support us, support the podcast, make it sound even better at patreon.com slash youthscape. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thank you.